Hello, everyone. Uh, I am Bo. I am Don. And uh, this is Donneron. We haven't recorded in a while, so we're going to kind of get used to doing yeah. that again. But uh, today we're actually talking about my uh, favorite character in Mass Effect, Nihilus. Nihilus. <laughs> 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 Honestly, in the text, I thought that's what we were doing. When he's like, a whole d- a podcast on Nihilus, and I'm like... If you could do it, I w- maybe there's a novel about Nihilus I didn't know about. Maybe uh, it's bigger in the comics. Is, yeah. Um, but no, we're actually talking about uh, Darth. Darth Nihilus, Nihilus yeah, from. We, uh, we, we did say we were probably gonna do that at some point. Yep, and uh, we're coming back to doing it. Back and in the um, days. And uh, Adam and Don are talking about this. Might only be like a half hour podcast because there's not much well, to Nihilus. <laughs> but I, I think we could. Well, he is a quote unquote nothing a character. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's funny because uh, that brought up actually in the uh, text message. Don said, "Well, there's really nothing to him," and you said that as a like, joke. Like, like he's yeah. he's an like, and uh, it's funny because Adam's like, "Well, if we get a half hour, that's he's just a man." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, today's subject is um, much like we did a deep dive on Kreia, mm-hmm. uh, which I believe has been our only deep dive on a specific character from Kotor two Atris. so far. That's right. I uh, actually like that episode better, so it's funny we bring that up. Yeah. I like um, <laughs> but uh, so we're gonna do uh, Nihilus, and um, I hope we have time for uh, for for other characters because this is a lot of fun. Uh, it's clearly a game you've put a lot of thought into, um, and a lot of research yeah. into. So a lot of summers, uh, a lot of summers. <laughs> so uh, uh, Darth Nihilus, and um, now if memory serves, Darth Nihilus started off life as a a, a young man with five dollars in his pocket and a dream. Why not? <laughs> like, you know all the random mooks you kill in any RPG that just don't have a backstory? Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of Nihilus. <laughs> nobody knows who he was. Kreia, all, all she'll say is, like, he was a Jedi at the battle, like you, mm-hmm. who, faced with that psychic scream, had to make a choice to survive. He's not a character in and of himself. He's a mirror of you, like a dark reflection of what you could have become. It's kind of like an inside-out Revan. Yeah, it's kind of like what it is. It's like, um, like if like Nihilus isn't like um, when when you defeat Darth Nihilus, when Visas takes off his mask to uh, look out to just look face her demon. Let me see you with my own eyes. Even though I just don't have eyes. (laughs) That's the (laughs) shit. Well, shit, we're both out of luck. (laughs) Yeah, so she just said, like, like, you ask ask her what she saw, and she says, just a man. And then he gets consumed by the Force. Mm -hmm. That's just all he is. He's just a man. So what is the threat? And the threat is the Force. Correct. In a way, like it's it's like the faces of meth, the faces of the force. <laughs> this and is the face of force addiction. This is where a lot of Star Wars fans have such an issue with Kotor two, um, because Kotor two, of course, is uh, in like we said in the, I believe we said this in the main podcast of Kotor two, is um, it is a critic. The whole game is a criticism of Star Wars, mm-hmm. but you don't critique the things you hate. Mm-hmm. You just hate them. You critique the things you love. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Nihilus is kind of the, uh, exclamation point on that, uh, critique. Yeah. Whereas the exile is an absence in the force, like it's just dead, like a a dead pixel 
in the movie right. screen that is the galaxy. Right. Darth Nihilus is a black hole that will suck you <laughs> and right. all the viewers into it. He's a he's a vampire. He has to consume life to feed himself because he's so reliant on the Force. And uh, like, I, I love that uh, ship, the Ravager. Like, uh, like, <laughs> like the Mandalorians when they launch their cool assault on it, which is a good like a uh, denouement for them because this is a ship that ravaged their fleet, right? And they're coming to put it down for good. But they're but they're like saying there's no reason this ship should be functional. <laughs> the right. ship should be dead. It's like an extension of Nihilus because Nihilus doesn't really go down onto planets and fist fight people. He just looks at you, eats you, and leaves. Right. Like he killed an entire planet of Jedi just by showing up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and he does seem to have like a philosophy. Uh like um like like the Ravager is just a part of him. All the crew member, like you look at the crew members on there. And they're just like they look. They'll like look at you, but they're like their eyes are glazed over. And they won't say anything. You can't kill them. There's no real point to it. Um, Colonel Tobin, the, the guy from Onderon who wanted Brexit really bad, so he joined the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> and then Kreia trolls him super hard by saying, "Yeah, Brexit uh, failed pretty hard, dude. But you know, if you if you wake up and try again, maybe." Things will go better, and he immediately goes to the Ravager for help. And then he's the next time you see him, he's just completely drained life. He's like he's a zombie. They're kind of like hive minded to Nihilus, aren't yeah, they? Like, like, he, like he can't. Like, like Tobin has some individual will because he's still relatively new, but over time he's just going to be a zombie, like a, a mummified husk. Yeah, They're, like everything that was him is being consumed. Subtly by Nihilus. Nihilus can apparently project or withhold that. Like he he keeps visas around for some reason. Mm -hmm. Kreia says that might just be some semblance of humanity that took pity or needs companionship or some other perspective, like a vampire or something. Right. (laughs) Which is what he was, is anyway, well, was Galaxy Far, Far Away a long time ago. Yeah. And he's and he is canonically dead because if that Kotor two is the most important game in it's the most important story in Star Wars because without that story without the exile killing Nihilus there is no galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the Nihilus is the villain of the story. Well, the villain of the story is the Force. <laughs> Correct, but Nihilus <laughs> is the Force. Yeah. So symbolically, in a, it's dependence on the force. It's 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 like the uh, end of Disco Elysium where you meet the deserter. Like, who the hell is this guy? Who is this guy to me? Right. He, he's you. He's you. Yeah. Um. He's it, you if you don't get pull yourself together. God, I don't. I don't want to get off on Disco Elysium again. But no, I kind of do. How? How? <laughs> no, I want. No, don't get me wrong. God, I want to. But. Uh, the criticism of that, like, it's one of those criticisms that every once in a while, especially in video games, you run across someone criticizing a video game, and the criticism suggests that they just didn't fucking get it. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're even bringing this up just tells you they missed the entire point of the game. And I can think of no better example of that in video games than the dessert are stupid, we didn't even have anything to do with them. Because that should be your feeling when you first meet them. The game, yeah. the narrative is leading you to believe that, but 
at the whole point to this game is it rewards you for following those dialogue trees. Mm-hmm. That's the reward of Disco Elysium. You could play the game just burning through it, but there's no real point to doing that. Um, the game will not reward you for that, but it will reward you for pick. So you, if you pick away at the deserter and you come to the realization of like, holy shit, it's a mirror. Mm-hmm. It's just this one's 30 years in the future. That's such a, God, that's such a good villain. That is such a good, and the a thing, another thing is that, that uh, I misspoke. The deserter is not supposed to be the villain. The yeah. villain is the past. Yeah. And it's, it, it's crushing hold on the world. Um, so not just you, Harry, but the whole world. And uh, Nihilus is similar. Yep. Nihilus is very similar. He is someone who faced with the same problems you faced, took the wrong path. Yep. Took, he, made, he made a choice that consumed him, whereas you made a choice no one expected, where you just, instead of relying on the Force even harder than before, you just turned away from it. You gave it the cold shoulder so hard it doesn't even know you exist. And uh, I do like that um, uh, KOTOR 2 shows up in a lot of Star Wars philosophical uh, arguments. Of course, is the Force uh, sentient or not? And it's where a lot of the hate of KOTOR 2 does come in because uh, people adamantly want, uh, believe that it's suggesting that the Force somehow has a will, mm-hmm. um, which the movie suggests as well, but for some reason KOTOR 2 is bad for doing it. <laughs> um, so <laughs> <laughs> the, the Force is a uh, hive mind of mo- uh, monocellular life <laughs> that exists in all living things. The... Um, <laughs> That argument <laughs> held water before episode one, yeah. but it didn't because it didn't exist before episode one. The argument, but um, um, like like with Kreia, when uh, like Kreia actively pits you against these uh, char- characters like Nihilus, like like Atris, maybe like uh, Atris is someone from your past you had to confront, but Scion is another mirror character, a lot like Nihilus. He is like it's, it's weird because the Sith Lords. You don't really get a, a sense of who they are. There's no real pathos between you and them. Mm-hmm. They're all just okay. This is what I could have become, right? If I became so dependent on the Force that I refused to die, or I, or I like like, like refuse to die like Scion, even though I want, to, even though I have no reason to want to keep living, right? And then like Nihilus, he's just consuming life to keep. For what purpose? Just to keep consuming life. He doesn't even really have a personality per se. He there's no the closest you can get to it with talking with Visas is that he seems to believe that once everything is nothing, once he has consumed the galaxy, there will be peace. And the whole circle of destruction where the force allows the Jedi to arise and then triggers a counter a counterculture. The Hegelian dialectical. Yeah, the, rea- um, the reaction, the thesis and the antithesis. Yeah. Only instead of, it, only as Crayon figured out, instead of growing from that, the Jedi stay the same. They're always the same unless the exile, like the exile is her, her, is her wild card because the Force has no control over you. That, man, I remember when you said that during the KOTOR 2 podcast, because KOTOR 2, until quite recently, to me, was just a rad game. Yeah. I Like, this f- philosophical layer was there, but I never really explored it all that much, because I prefer KOTOR 1, because it's much more traditional Star Wars, and it's I'm complete. a kid when it comes to Star Wars. <laughs> um, and it is complete. Um, but uh, when you said that uh, Star Wars exists 
in a vacuum where the Hegelian dialectical doesn't affect it. Mm-hmm. That blew my mind, man. <laughs> like that is the whole point. Just like there is no like Kreia was so desperate for meaning that like, she 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 dug everything she could out of the Jedi, everything out of the Sith, and then when she finally lost the Force altogether, she finally put it together. And what and and it, it what's interesting is that she. <laughs> You know, like a lot of people who fall from grace, who they fall from grace and then either through their own willpower or more likely some environmental force, they're forced to realize that what they did was wrong. After after Kreia le- stops becoming Darth Treya, she actively hates her former pupils more than a Sith Lord usually does. <laughs> Like, she not only sees them as people who wronged her personally, but as people who are bad for the world, the galaxy. Yes. Like, they are legitimate threats that have to be dealt with. She maneuvers Nihilus into the one possible place where he could die. And that's by leading him to a dead planet, convincing him there's a bunch of juicy Jedi there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then pitting Nihilus against you, who is an absence in the Force. So when he expends his energy trying to consume all the Juicy Jedi and the Exile, he weakens himself to the point where he's vulnerable. Right. Like, it's a trick that no one can really do except for maybe droids. Like, <laughs> I guess we could have said... We General could, Grievous. We could have said General <laughs> Grievous. Hello there. Nihilist. (laughs) (laughs) Your face mask will make a fine addition to my collection. (laughs) General Grievous, the bombs are planted. Time to abandon (laughs) ship. I I can't hate that movie because somebody made a silent film version of General <laughs> Grievous where he's got a top hat and he's doing the twiddly fingers. Time to abandon ship. Dude, uh. um, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith was one of those movies that I will admit when I first saw it, I didn't like it. I thought it was, uh, I, I thought it was George Lucas had fucked around in the first two movies, not giving us an explanation of what happened in the, the three. And, and uh, Revenge of the Sith was just him rushing to be like, okay, so this is how it happened. But as I've grown older and watched it more, I've come to just appreciate that it is just a, like, you know what? He sat down and I really think he sat down and he was like, man, how am I going to explain all this? And he's like, you know what? Doggone it, I'm just going to have fun with it. <laughs> and, and now it's one of my favorite Star Wars movies. I fucking love it. Um, I, I've gotten past my 20s and teens where I hate everything that's... Where I hate everything because it's, it's not cool to like things. Right. To the point where like, dude, I w- it was so cool when I was young. Those yes. movies came out when I was young. That, yep. that, by definition, they are good. That That's a, that's another thing about the prequels. is Look, um, I can always find someone to rag on the prequels with, and it's fun to rag on the prequels. So yes. It's fun. Like, it's ma- making fun of things. It's yeah. fun to love them, too, because like, yeah. I can't help it. I do remember being 12 in the theater with all my action figures watching episode one, being so excited <laughs> there's a new Star Wars movie. I mean, I I, I, I mean, you I can't fight it, that feeling. I, I saw it in the drive-in. I was... I was throwing shit at people. <laughs> you, you can't do that in a normal theater. You can't social distance in a normal theater either. Um, so, uh, so Nihilus is uh, 
again, he's 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 what could have been, which I love those villains. Mm-hmm. I love those villains a lot. Um, actually, I'm I'm going through Naruto right now, and uh, Naruto villains are some of the best villains in, in in fiction. And the reason why is because, uh, and I've talked about this on the monologues. I've talked about this on the shows with you before. Um, what I hate about the way people make villains nowadays is. Uh, the 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 Marvel Cinematic Universe has made it to where we want relatable hero uh, villains. Mm-hmm. Villains in real life are not relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, for instance, uh, Thanos. Thanos is probably the worst one because his everyone's like, but you understand why he's doing it. But it's a dumbass reason for doing it. Yeah, it's a dumbass reason. Now, one where they. I think they did what, even though I don't like what they do. One where they did well, and I think they did was Black Panther with uh Killmonger. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking amazing villain. Mm-hmm. That's an amazing villain because, like, the whole time you're watching, you're like, "Man, this is a bad." And it's like he's been driven to bad things, but you understand why? Because the whole time, uh, everything he's doing is because the protagonist. It's, it's <laughs> no, not even just the, it's Wakanda itself. Yeah. It, and and it's such an incredible villain. And Nar, that's what made me realize I like villains where there's a tragic reason for why they happened, mm-hmm. and it is legitimately tragic, but they're still the bad guys. Mm-hmm. I still want them to be beaten because if you make it, because uh, for instance, you know, people are like, well, I just like a, a um, Magneto. People always bring this up with a Magneto. It's like, maybe he is the good guy, man. That's a piss poor villain. Yeah. That is because no one, no one in world war two was like, no, you know what? Hitler might have a point. I mean, the Jews are hoarding all the money. <laughs> I mean, there, um, there's a bunch of Germans in the Sudeten land. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't like relatable, but I love tragic villains. And uh, uh, KOTOR 1, one of my favorite lines of video games ever, is if you go Jedi when you kill Malak, and mm-hmm. Malak was like, where's my second chance? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they have captured me and rewrote my brain? Yeah. Why? And it, it and it's just because no one answers them. Yeah, there's no You can answer. have Bastila with you. You can have her standing right there, and she's just watching as this poor man <laughs> dies. Um. <laughs> Because they made a choice, and it's, it, KOTOR 1 is not a very deep game. It is, yeah. but it isn't. KOTOR 2 is where all the, the I mean, it was the Obsidian game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but um, uh, the Obsidian game before the Outer Worlds, which was trying very hard to be deep and just fell flat on its face. We need to do a podcast where we just pick apart why Outer Worlds disappointed us. Because it it's, did. It yeah. fell very short. Um it was, uh, but we'll get into that later. But um, so Nihilus is is also Malik, but he doesn't even have the cognitive capacity anymore to ask why. He doesn't see the world. He sees the world as a god, a lonely god. Yes. Um. He actually, uh, not to bring up Naruto again, but he's actually a lot like Pain. Is what he's doing is the only way to bring about. It, it's the whole. Uh, it's the whole child that's like, but the only way to bring about peace is to kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's that sort of thing. Um, and uh, it, it, that's why I think he's such an interesting... And the fact that he's more of a force of nature than he is a person. Mm-hmm. The fact that he's more of a... Uh, uh, in fact, in the old chart of story conflicts, he wouldn't even be man versus man. He'd be man versus nature. Mm-hmm. Like, he's... It, and um, he's just a microcosm of the force itself consuming everything for its own purposes. Why um, does the grizzly bear hunt you? Because it feels the need. The <laughs> need to feed. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah, and he's almost not even an animal. Um he's he's just like a it's it's why does a hurricane tear down a city kind yeah. of the deal. Nature abhors a vacuum. <laughs> but it winds up making one. <laughs> so 
And uh, uh, so, like, like the, the confrontation with Nihilus, like I love, like there's a lot of like, like it says more about your character than anything about Nihilus because when Nihilus talks, it was just doing which is that. what a good villain does. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> Nihilus just goes. Like I, I, I wonder if it's just the mask. Like he's actually trying to carry on a conversation. He's trying to say horseradish. What? <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to order his lunch, and you're gonna kill him. I'm sick of eating the force. I just want to eat regular food. Please help me. Oh my god, he was Malik. <laughs> like, like his his mask just keeps muffling his voice. Like, dude, I, like I, I, let me explain. I'm like, as long as there is life, the force will exist. We're gonna strangle this bitch. So, um, yeah, and see, that really speaks to a greater social issue because uh, what stopped him from expressing what he said? The, the damn mask. Can't even <laughs> breathe in them. The, <laughs> the, uh, uh, I went to, oh, God, I went to a Republican Party picnic because there were a bunch of big wigs there. No one was wearing a goddamn mask. Uh, were they? Were they? Did they make a lot of comments about yeah, how they oh, weren't? Oh, oh yeah, they, I, I uh, left. I, it, was a, it was a health hazard. Look, well, just uh, because I see that Nurgle is in town doesn't mean I have to go up <laughs> and shake his hand. Um, uh, did you get your scoop, or did you just split? <laughs> I, I got my picture. That's all I need. Right, right. Um, the uh, I mean, what scoop is there I live to get? in southern Indiana. I understand these people. <laughs> you don't have to interview them. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, like, and it's like Nihilus. You don't really have to understand them. Kreia does. <laughs> Right, that's a good. Actually, that's a, a like you said that to be funny, but that's a very true like like uh, thing to take from this game. Is Kreia's kind of the the weaver? Yeah, she's the <laughs> catalyst for all this. Like none of this is the Exiles' idea. Like a, like Atris, um, she thinks she's the weaver. Like she's going to be Kreia if she lives long enough. Right. Like you could see where she's scheming. She's like trying to lure. She's tr- like. Atrus was trying to use the jet, the exile to lure out the Sith, and uh, she also used all, <laughs> the uh, actual Jedi of the galaxy for the same reason. Like she, like her, like when, the reason she stayed off that one planet they were all congregating on. She figured that would lure out the threat, and then she could address it. But then when Nihilus showed up and killed everyone just by being there, she bolted. <laughs> Right, <laughs> but rather than face the fact that she really messed up, <laughs> she just like doubles down on uh, the exile being a bad Jedi, a socialist who, um, well, <laughs> well, that's not that, that's not Jedi. I, I'm a Jedi, and I'm a good person because Jedi is a Jedi is by definition a good person. Just like and now, and sure, I'm listening to, uh, I'm sure I'm listening to like uh, Seth Rogen and. Um, like uh, Infowars all day, but I'm just gaining. You know, I'm not. I, I'm not saying. I'm not saying I agree with everything, but you know, I'm a good person. I'm, <laughs> I'm a good person. I'm a good person. Exile. I hear that all the time from people that <laughs> I'm, listen to. I'm a good guy. I hear that all the time from people that listen to Ben Shapiro at work. Well, I don't agree with everything that he says. <laughs> it's just like it's your get out of jail free card. Yeah, I don't um, agree with everything, but I will support everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do with uh, Trump as well. You yeah. hear that a lot. Is yeah. um. You know, I just wish he'd shut his damn mouth. If he'd just keep doing instead of talking, it'd be fine. You know, he I'll admit, some of the things he says is bad. But, you know, I grew up in the real world where what you do means more than what you say. Um, I really can't wait for next year when they start 
uh, taking back all of this payroll tax. Because yeah. <laughs> um, everyone orcas freaking out. They're like, dude, that's like 400 extra dollars a check. And I'm like, and it's going to be 400, and it's going to be 800 less in the first four months yeah. of next year. Um, uh, they, uh, yeah, um, but uh, we're not talking about uh, we're not talking about we're Trump. Ta- we're talking we're about ta- brilliant villains. Yeah, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about a guy who is so consumed <laughs> that he eventually consumes himself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like the exile. Um, when at, at the Battle of Malachor Five, the exile has. A choice, not really a choice where you just decide. It's like a split-second decision. What is your instinct? Do you try to survive? Do you let yourself die? Or you do you just like turn away from everything and you turned away from power? And that's what Kreia loves about you because you didn't have the force taken away. You took you turned away from the force on your own, mm-hmm. and that's why she wants you to be the hero of her ideology. <laughs> like she's prepared to kill you as a way to kill the force, but she doesn't really want that at the end. Right. And she's the one like just like Aters tried to use people to lure out the threats of the galaxy, Kreia succeeds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she she leads like she tells Nihilus that there are a bunch of Jedi meeting on uh, on Telos. And they're and thanks to Atris building a Jedi Academy that exists of solely herself on Delos. <laughs> he believes that. Damn, I'm gonna be late for class again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, just like the rap I I love that game, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> But like 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 Cyan, there's a lot of pathos because like he uh, he like he's so hung up on surviving against everything that he never really stops to think if this is actually an existence that he wants. And then he fi- and the minute you get him to realize, dude, just turn away. It's not it's not that bad, right? <laughs> and but you don't really get that kind of uh, release with Nihilus because at that point he's already gone. Like uh, Vesus has that really. Uh, like that that moment where she finally looks at him and just sees, okay, this is just a man, right? It, it, it's like when you it's like when you've got somebody who's really high on meth, acting out of their mind, and and like you 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 look at them and you see a monster, and then when they're finally neutralized, the monster was something else, right? Right. And um, at that point, she finally uh like self, I, she's really. Vesus has a lot of really weird issues where she's still loyal to Nihilus because she believes that nothing good could ever happen. And it's like a lot of people after 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you even try? Like, Mm -hmm. the world is nothing. It's nothing. We're we're never going to fix climate change. We're never going to get health care. We're never going to do any of this. It's impossible to even try. There's no. Why are you even complaining that people are fighting poorly? It's, it's, it's pointless, man. It's just nothing. <laughs> Crawling in my skin. <laughs> the deserter. Yep. Um, like, like, how dare the world move on? Yep. Don't they know that the end of the world ended? Yep. God, I love that's so chilling when he says that. Like, 
the, the lights went back on. People started playing music and laughing. Raising children. Yeah. Um, the raising children one really like he's like how dare they raise uh, um, yeah. Why do the birds keep on singing? <laughs> what's uh, what's this? What's the song you sing karaoke in Disco Elysium? The uh, saddest little, the smallest church in San San. Oh my god! Though it once was larger. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, you could rule. I really when I played Disco Elysium, I realized okay, yeah, these guys played Kotor too. <laughs> These guys definitely no, yeah. Um, there's actually uh, Kotor two is kind of that. Um, oh gosh, it's a. Uh, I'm trying to think of a movie to compare it to. Um, it, it's kind of like that though, where like so many things came from that influence, like, uh, it, but it wasn't a mainstream influence. Like, it didn't influence like a lot of major. T- I don't think there's been any AAA game influenced by uh, Kotor two, but yeah, um. It's, um like you've been playing uh, Crusader Kings three, right? I've been playing in the tutorial, correct? Okay, uh, and, well, in a lot of paradox games and strategy games in general, there's like tech trees. Mm-hmm. Like you go up to a trek tech tree, and then you go, or an RPG, I guess. You, you get to one, and then it branches off. And there's a bunch of different mm-hmm. little threads. Well, if you think about that in terms of ideology and thinking about things, Kotor two introduced a new branch of thinking about things. Of course, it probably just incorporated something else from their own influences. Of course. Yeah. That's but, how the world works. But, uh, you know, those influences tend to be, well, okay. It, 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 I mean, it's like an older generation. They like a lot of weird things that did not take off. Right. Like, when we get older, there's going to be a lot of weird things we like that nobody understands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Kotor 2. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, at some point, people are like, oh, wow, I really, I, 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 I'm really... Really glad that Grand Theft Auto 85 introduced this new idea of a mirror character. <laughs> like, this guy really loves trucks. That's a choice I could have made. <laughs> Corolla all the way. <laughs> but yeah, um, it, it's a... Uh, it's just a shame the game got rushed, man. Yeah, but at, I, I it, it's I don't know why we decided to just do a podcast on Nihilus, and it's because he, he's a really impactful character. But you know, some of the best songs are only two minutes long. They don't always have to be operatic. And uh, that, that's another thing is um, uh, it's very easy to assume that Nihilus is a cheap character. Yeah, it's very easy to assume that they just, but it's. It's that simplicity and and uh, single mindedness that makes him such an interesting character. It, it, it's the um, the exile's a blank slate. Mm-hmm. Nihilus is a one line essay. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it you know once you write the one sentence, sure you could have written a, a hundred, but once you write the one and turn it in, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's done, and that's what Nihilus did. He wrote one sentence and he was done. He made the choice opposite of you. Um, it's, uh, you're, you're confronting it again. He's the inside out Revan. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, and I, I think that's, what's interesting about, uh, Nihilus. And it's just very interesting to not have to listen to a villain plot on and on and on about some ideology. It's very interesting to just have a villain that's just going to, you know, consume all and stuff like that. It's, it's a very interesting thing it's kind of what uh they could have done with uh mass effect 3 but no we had to meet the elusive man yeah in a hallway 
who shot us in the leg or something, and then... I think... No, he made us shoot Anderson or something. Yeah, and then uh, and, and then there's a little kid on the roof, yeah. and he tells you that you can make everyone merge, you can destroy everything that runs on an electrical current, or you can make everything run on electrical current. <laughs> and that's, that's your... Uh, Oh, and no matter what you did in one, the Rachni Queen lived. Yeah. No matter what you did, there was no, there's no canonical, yeah, uh, renegade run. Even if you are a renegade, <laughs> you can have like the broken skin and the like the 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 molten lava face at the beginning of three. <laughs> but the one decision, the one bit of mercy you had was letting the Rachni Queen live. Um, yeah, and, like and Kotor, the choice you made was made before. Like you can't, there, like there's no right. branching tree. Right. Like uh, turn away from the force, give in to the force. Like uh, I, 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 uh, all these choices were already made. You're just living with them, and you mm. got to figure out what that means to mm. you. Like there's something like you know. I love that. You, you know, you know how you get like as you get older, your time machine fantasies become less about going to meet Genghis Khan and get murdered <laughs> by him, and more about man. I wish I could go back to third grade me and kick his ass. <laughs> oh but yeah. You, can't. Um, you just gotta live with it. You gotta yeah. live with the fact that you uh, made a. Blue, a, a blue hippopotamus, even though hippopotamuses are not blue. It's They're uh, like a grayish blue. <laughs> not to go to another anime, but it, it becomes very uh, very unlimited blade works as you grow older, where you want to be an uh, archer going back in time to kill your younger self. <laughs> but then you, you explore that for a little bit, and you become archer in that you met your younger self, and when you go to kill him because his ideology led you down a horrible life, you remember, wait a minute, man. I believed in something. <laughs> and I can't do it. Like, it's um, like if Nihilus could do the time machine before. Like, there was a point. There were like he didn't just like flip on a dime. You see him at the end of his life story, but apparently he was a little bit more down to earth when he was hanging out with Kreia, learning about things about his new yeah na the nature of his life. When he first met Visus, he let her live and kept her alive because he, on some level, he wanted some kind of human connection. Mm -hmm. That's never confirmed in the game, yeah. but that's what we're it's heavily influenced. It's yeah. one of Kreia's uh, theories on yeah. it. Yeah. But at the end, he he's just so detached from everything that there's no real, there's no redemption. He just has to tucker himself out and die the natural death that he was always, always eventually going to have. Mm -hmm. But like, at, if you caught him like five days after he realizes that his new life is just going to be consuming to live. Would he have taken the time machine back to the instant he that psychic wave hit him and take another choice? Would he have just chosen to die or turn away or just give up the thing that made him cool? The, uh, the and maybe he wouldn't have the whole living just to consume thing. I really want a uh, I really want Zizak to do uh, Kotor <laughs> two the way he did. They live like and he becomes this thing that must consume to live. And it is also not true in late stage American <laughs> capitalism. We are living each day miserable just to live. But perhaps the opposite. Is also, I never understand the shirt tugging with him. Like his shirt's fine. I like 
He's a bit of a heavier guy, but he looks fine. He's not like, but the the, the nose I get. His nose is running. I get that. Yeah. Like, but the shirt tugging, I don't. Maybe it's like to ventilate. Okay, because he gets I, he gets fired up. Yeah. So yeah, he's probably sweating quite a bit. The um. Yeah, it's like I you know. My favorite, one of my favorite, like uh, gifts ever, but I like it much better in uh, video format. I don't even know what it's from. I think it's from that awful Vice documentary that everyone watches, and suddenly <laughs> they become an expert on them. I can't fucking stand that video, but uh, because of that reason, I think he hates it now too. But um, it's when he's going through that pile of uh, nudie mags. He's like, "No, no, no! You go to this porn." Like, <laughs> he's just—he's so hurt and disappointed. Like. <laughs> But yeah, yeah um, it's like nine eleven just happened. In the, and what do you what what can you do? What can you really do to help? You can buy things. <laughs> you <laughs> can put a flag on your truck. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, and and it's God. It's really um, I don't know how other people in other countries see it, but man, it really speaks to a to an American mindset, doesn't it? It really does. Like it, uh, <laughs> it speaks to an American experience, I suppose I should say. It speaks to like, uh, like that guy. Like, like it's a, it's a very human impulse to just like turn away from everything, go out into a little hermit hut. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what that's what the exile did, right? Well, well, canonically, he went out and had a bunch of beer parties with uh, Dex from. <laughs> The prequels. <laughs> Who you are still going to go to your deathbed claiming is canonically Dex from the prequels. <laughs> he did say he had some prospecting days. Yeah. Um, he was literally that guy that uh, went to college, um, had his ideology challenge, and just came back to his hometown and started working construction. Mm-hmm. Did he, that he was literally that guy. Yep. Um, like uh, oh, I, I, I well, I can't go to college because I got caught not being. I got, I got caught participating in a war. Um, so uh, he canceled culture. Got him. Yeah. Um, the uh, and again, like the guy that dropped out of college and came back home, all of his buddies are constantly saying, "Like, man, you could have done. You could have been. You could have been like, dude. You could have been the fucking president, man. Like, a little overqualified for that at this point." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad we did this one. There's not, there's not a lot to say about Nihilus, but that's the point. Yeah, and like, right after you defeat Nihilus and you confront Kraya, what, like, like the ending of the game, it's one of those holes, like you don't really know what happened, but you, well, you you could probably figure it out. The exile is still kind of, he still has that uh, natural ability to connect with people, and. As long as he's around force users, he can borrow their force to do things. And Kreia says that like he is going to go and confront some great evil, and he's going to do it alone. Or she is going to do it alone. And you don't really know exactly what that is. But it's like when you just... When you face something terrible, like 2016 to 2020, sometimes you just need to work on yourself. <laughs> You just need to unplug, stop going on Facebook and social media, and just figure figure yourself out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's what it's how you it's how you got through Malcor Five. <laughs> yeah, um, I haven't been on Facebook in like for more than three minutes in like twenty years. I like get like I'd be a good status 
post it, leave. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> I actually um, quit social media entirely. I kept up with Donorom's socials a little bit, but yeah, I, I quit really social media entirely during uh, quarantine. I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't do any of it during quarantine, which uh, which I'm glad I did because when I came back to work, I realized that I had a lot better information about what exactly was going on than everyone else did. Um, for instance, uh, this week California passed uh, SB 145, mm-hmm. and I had to shut a lot of people down at work about that already because uh, <laughs> apparently the, the, at the beginning of the day everyone was talking about yesterday that uh, California literally legalized pedophilia, and so I looked it up because I was like, mm, mm, <laughs> and I looked it up and uh, yeah, that's not what that law's about at all. Um, yep. So. Uh, but uh, at work, anytime California does anything, it's literally the worst thing that uh, could possibly have ever happened. California is the empire in Star Wars <laughs> to uh, my coworkers. Um, Commie-fornia, mm-hmm. they call it. Commie-fornia. Um, there's actually a guy on my line from California, so I always give him hell about that. <laughs> it's weird they, because, um, you know, all the libertarians are... Every time, like, Virginia raises the age of consent, they always they're always... That's always the big government thing. For some, uh, it's right up like it's it's either going to be taxes or it's going to be age of consent laws. Oh, dude, it's yeah, always it's, age of consent laws. They're very, they're very, um, the um, the libertarian, every libertarian. She's I mean, very mature. Oh, that is sickening, dude. Like, uh, the, and and if you could rattle off age of like age of consent in several different states and several different countries. You just need your ass beat now. Like, if, yeah. if that's information you have ready at hand, yeah, someone just needs to whoop your ass now and I, save some poor girl some trauma. It, it, um, and you can easily see that they would think very differently because pedophilia is still, because of the way it's been used in the United States, it's very tied to homosexuality. Yeah. Which like, is, yeah. Ev- like, we... Like, like it, it, it's like racism. You can't, you can't just take away one structural discrimination and assume it's all, it all went away. Right. There's exactly. a lot of buried baggage. Yep. In your mind, meat. Yep. <laughs> that you've got to figure out. Oh, and, and, and like, like half, like more than half the country was always talking about how homosexuals weren't necessarily bad, but homosexuality. I mean. I mean, that's. I mean, isn't that just? It, I mean, there's a lot of pederasty there. Oh, know, it's right, uh, right. it's the. I it's mean, there's it, it, it like, well, what about like a forty year old who marries an eighteen year old? Oh, well, that's normal. Uh, wait, right, wait, wait, eighteen right. year old girl. I could see that. <laughs> see, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, like, okay, yeah, you're all horrible people, and I'm going to leave Facebook forever. Yep. Fuck all that. Yeah, yeah. like uh, 2016. Right. Like, I mean, social media is an evil, evil thing. Um, it's like a. <laughs> It's the Palantir. <laughs> we don't what know who else. Eye, what does the eye command, my master? <laughs> it tells us to vote Trump or we rape kids. Um, if you let the Democrats win, you will not be able to have not rape relations with a completely consenting 16-year-old. <laughs> my God. Which is normal because it's something that uh, middle-aged men really seem to want. Oh yeah, um, and middle-aged men set the dialogue for normalcy. The uh, which is why Kraya needs to show up and uh, you know just kill everything because that's <laughs> a that's a feminine voice. Yeah. Um, but no. Um, the uh, talking about things like this, I enjoy because it really, really helps me understand Don how you and I wound up philosophically and politically as we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, the media we consumed as uh, children, even though yeah. um, we were both raised very reactionary. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But 
the media that we were le- that we were led to as children. But then that psychic scream hit, and we made the right choice. <laughs> right? <laughs> just shut down. <laughs> you know what? The power I might have got. You know, the, the, you know, being a white male, it confers a lot of natural power that not everyone has. Like, you are white sensitive, sir. <laughs> oh my! God. You're being taken to the Jedi Council, where you will have. <laughs> A healthy middle class life, and all you'll ever have to do is nothing. <laughs> Don't just let your betters keep the worsers down and do nothing. You're not a bad person. You're you don't believe everything we do. You don't agree with say. everything Ben Shapiro says. But you never you'll never do anything to stop us. And you know what? That makes you a good person because doing things is violence. <laughs> <laughs> and violence never solves anything. You know what? That's what Nihilus was saying. Oh, oh, is that a is that a lightsaber? A weapon? Hypocrite? <laughs> Actually, what he was saying under the mask was all lives matter. Oh, That's what he was saying <laughs> under the mask. So much for the tolerant left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, let's just end it there. That's good enough. That's a perfect ending. Uh, so, um... Uh yeah guys uh thank you for listening in um this is one we've wanted to do we're eventually going to hit every single character in Kotor two yeah once we get bored enough um <laughs> every time we get bored we're just going to come back to Kotor two and uh, Kotor two and uh, the Kraya one specifically are probably our most popular ones yeah I like them too um the uh one of my favorite memory of doing Don was actually sitting out there at that coffee table and Don finishing our two hour podcast on it and him looking with palette of eyes into thanks the for thing. thanks for listening that was <laughs> two hours long i was tired my favorite memory <laughs> of doing this so um one of our first so guys remember go check out the sequel to the game of the year 2003 um guys and uh as always we we, we appreciate you checking us out so much um, check out our, our our brothers and sisters there on the rally network a lot of really good voices there mm-hmm. um and they're covering different subjects that we do, so we're not stepping on each other's toes. Yeah. So anytime you want to hear something other than um, twenty-year-old video games that uh, made Don and I a bunch of uh, a bunch of commie pinkos, <laughs> um, go check that out. And uh, guys, um, we're still selling this cool merch. Uh, we 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 got an awesome Discord. I love the Discord yeah, actually. Um, we have a lot of fun there, and uh, we're actually getting random people that are just clicking on the link. Yeah, I that's mean, actually happening now, and it's really fun. So scary. please, <laughs> it's the um, they've listened to the podcast enough. We know they're cool yeah. about the <laughs> to us. Um, so uh, uh, please click that link. I mean, even if it's just at random, like just show up. We're, we're we tend to have fun. Um, so uh, and, and until next time, guys, uh, stay safe. Mm-hmm.